Hello and welcome to the second season of the Triple G Living God Goals and Grind podcast. I am Ebony Vaughn, your gracious founder and host, and I am excited to be here another week. Well, Kingdom family, this is the final week of our Triple G series, the L's of business. What's the L's you say? Leadership, lifestyle, legacy, and love. Today we have with us Danielle C. Giddens, my sister, author, entrepreneur, business coach, wife, mother, and grandmother. This virtuous woman of God is truly living the Triple G life, and I am honored to have her return with us to share true wisdom as we journey through purpose. Make sure you tune in, share, and subscribe. Now, Kingdom family, let's dig in. Thank you, Ebony, for having me, my sister-in-law. I really appreciate you. When I think about Triple G Living and what you've been doing for, you know, the last year or two when it comes to Triple G Living, you know, it just makes me look at myself and see how I have been, you know, goaling myself when it comes to God and what he's given me to do. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is leadership. You know, I took a class. Um, I'm always taking classes when it comes to evolving and moving and growing in my business and my relationship, my marriage, um, and, you know, me being in a salon, me being a mother. Every relationship that I have, I actually make sure that I find some time to grow in that relationship and then learning that relationship because God is relationship. You know, when you think about relationship, God is um, spirit. Um, you know, it's, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so I try to be true to the relationship that God set in place for us and the examples of it. So when I look at leadership, I look at leadership as being who God called me to be. And so as a leader, I have to learn and learn new ways of how to relate to our millennials and the younger people that we are, you know, uh, being examples and setting examples for. And then I also have to look at how I'm gonna lead my peers. You know, how could I, how could we help each other grow? And then there is submission, you know, where you submit to a leader. And so for me, I feel like that is an area that I am constantly working at. And the one thing I will say that helps me to do that under my relationship with God is my daily relationship with ministry. And so ministry is important to me as it comes, uh, as it relates to leadership because I submit to um, a pastor. I, I, I am under the fivefold ministry when it comes to pastoring um, our pastors at Dream Life Worship Center. And a lot of times, you know, when you think about church, um, a lot of people are, you know, like, I don't want to go into a building. I don't want to do these things. I don't want to worship. But that keeps me grounded as a leader 
when I submit to another leader that is growing also, because that's important too. When you're submitting to somebody, you are submitting to somebody under God that is also growing and elevating as you are. Because there have been times where I've been in dead places with leaders because I've, I have grown beyond them or I had have grown, you know, our relationship had come to, you know, a standstill. So when it comes to leadership, I just try to make sure that my relationships my my relationships with family, my relationships with my coworkers, uh, my relationships with my mentees, my relationship with God, and my relationship as it relates to um, ministry is all intact. I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I am by far not a perfect person, but I have this saying that I will die trying. I will die trying to be the woman that God called me to be. So in me doing that, I'm going to always look at leadership as if I'm going to always need to grow in an area. And so, and not just leadership, it, I, that's how I flow in all of the areas of my life. Like when I think about lifestyle, you know, my lifestyle, you know, I live and I have become, I have learned to become a virtuous woman. Because when I didn't know what that meant or when I didn't have the, the ability to understand what God saw in the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, how he, you know, was able to look at her as virtuous and, you know, her daily living. When I think about when I didn't know, that became my target that became you know the one thing that I wanted to grow and to become because coming from poverty and coming from you know not knowing who you are um a lack of self-value a lack of self-love and self-worth being raised in an environment that um was not good and so my I was influenced most of my life bad behavior as um, a, a young girl growing up in the projects from my family. And so when you are influenced bad behavior, that's all you know. And so when I think about lifestyle now as a Proverbs 31 woman, as a virtuous woman, that's what I try to live out in my lifestyle. And so what, what that looks like is me, you know, trying to do everything that God want me to do as a woman. But then it also allows me to look back at those women or young people that didn't know what I didn't know. And so in my lifestyle, I try to also be an example for them. I try to be there to help them or I just try to, you know, hang in those places that Jesus was hanging out that, you know, some of the religious folks don't want to hang out with. And so, you know, I have to be mindful of having boundaries as it relates to hanging out in some of those places, but that's where those people are that don't know. And so I try to create balance when it comes to lifestyle. You know, I, I hang out, I do what I need to do for my spirit. 
I do what I need to do for the physical being, you know, my hobbies, the things that I love doing. I make sure I, you know, it, there are times where I work so much and working as an entrepreneur means you're working at home when, when you're not working. When I'm not working in a salon, when I'm not managing, you know, or, or working on the business at home, I am also working in my new business as an author. And so when you have all of those things that you're working on, you have to create balance. And so I try to create balance by hanging out with friends, by hanging out with my husband and being a grandmother, all of those titles that, you know, I profess to be my, as a mother, you know, I try to operate in those and it goes back to that relationship. Relationships are important to me. And my mother and my grandmother, as dysfunction as our family was, the one thing that I, I learned from them, and I learned several things from them, even in their state, I learned that relationship was important. And so that's one of the things that I take away. My grandmother still had great relationships with our employees and her friends that she managed, you know, at her job. My mother, I would watch her friends fuss and fight, but they, they were back together. And so what I learned was healthy confrontation. And so when I think about lifestyle, I live, I try to live a lifestyle pleasing to people that can look at me as an example. And then I try to live a lifestyle as a leader for people that look up to me as a leader. And so that's how I am with lifestyle. You know, I try to keep it balanced out. And there are some times when one area is lacking and imbalanced and depleted and I'll have to recognize that myself and try to you know do things activities classes or hang with specific people now and, and what I mean by that is that if I look at my life and I know God is doing something and elevating me spiritually then I know I can't hang out with certain people when it comes to that time because it's about me getting what I need to before I can go out and be a disciple to other people. And so when I think about lifestyle, that's how I operate as a person, you know, with my lifestyle. And I try to maintain one so that I am an example for God as a virtuous woman. And love, all of this <laughs> you can't do without love. Love is has been an ongoing challenge for me as it relates to relationship. Because the little girl that grew up that didn't have healing, um, the way she loved was um, distorted. The way she loved was dysfunctional. The way she loved was from a hurt place a painful place and so I learned to love other people from what I didn't get as an individual as a young girl and so that um actually kind of made me a people pleaser because I was loving people from my brokenness because I didn't want people to leave me I didn't want want to you know I didn't want that repeat thing of my father leaving and I wasn't good enough the repeat of 
a guy leaving in a relationship, you know, or the a repeat of my parents, you know, being deceased over and over again, a reminder of being a parentless young girl. And so when it came to love, I just love people to the fault or the detriment of myself. And that is an unhealthy way of learning. And so with all of these relationships, I realized that I had to learn how to love, how to love the way God saw us in, you know, Corinthians. And so that was another scripture that I had to figure out throughout life. And I had to figure out, you know, with being under the right people and the right um, mentors and just learning from a perspective of how God made me and why he made me. And so, you know, now today, fast forward as a woman that has written her first book as an author, it's a memoir and it is called From Poverty to Prison, From Poverty in Prison to Purpose, A Journey of Discovering Freedom. And so that was a long journey for me to discover freedom. And a lot of it was doing the three year process of me writing my book. And in me writing that book, I can honestly say now that um, I am at the end of letting go all of those habits and the bad things that I learned about love and adopting God's unconditional love. Again, I'm not perfect, you know, so I'm a new, newly wife, nine years in, almost nine years in. And so that's my new challenge, learning to, my husband and I are learning to love one another, unconditional, not point fingers at each other, you know, so I had to learn how to be a, a wife unconditionally in a marriage where I was a mother, a single mother, and I have I didn't have to answer to anybody, you know, as it relates to my space, my time, and my relationship. So it has been a great journey, I must say. And it has helped me to evolve and it has helped me to look at um, you know, people differently. You know, so when it comes to love, I am learning still how to love the way God wanted me to love. And I think that's a great thing. It's very challenging. I will say that I am challenged every day by that love, by family members, um, my daughters, they challenge me in that area. If anybody have kids, y'all know your kids will challenge you in the area of love. Um, and so learning unconditional love means that I have to love everyone, regardless of what they do to me, what they don't do to me. But what I have learned is that I accept how they feel and I create boundaries, healthy boundaries for myself so that I'm not constantly inflicting myself into a painful, um, you know, arena where people can constantly hurt me because they're hurting. And so I have learned to protect myself as it relates to, you know, not putting myself in those situations. And that has worked out great for me because I am constantly working at this relationship thing and this love thing. 
And I was recently challenged in the area of business when it comes to love, because as a mentor. And so, you know, with that, I was looking at it like, I'm an example person, guys. So I'm gonna give y'all examples. This me, I'm authentic. But the challenge was for me to from moving from a grieving process, you know, because we lost, uh, uh, I lost the mentor, mentee that I was mentoring for the last three and a half years, suddenly. It wasn't planned. It was like she went out on bereavement because it was a lot going on and she didn't return, she didn't call, she wasn't contacting us and we were checking on her. And so for me, that was hard because we're family oriented in the business, but there is, you know, also I have to be a leader. So as a mentor, I was hurt because I didn't gave you all of this. Now what I was expecting in return, I'm not getting. And then as an individual, I felt like as a mother, you know, I had helped her, trained her, you know, and it's like, I, I was worried about her. And so then we grieved the fact that she wasn't in our physical space anymore. So we had to process through all of these things. And I got to a space where I was like, she's young, she don't know. She's learning. What The only way she will learn the value of a relationship is if she learned the mistakes of the relationship. And so that put me in a place of, from not being angry and mad and, you know, just all the things we do when we end stuck in those, you know, portions of grieving, you know, it took me to a place where I can pray for her. It took me to a place where I could have compassion for her and, still love on her even with her not being in my presence and so prayer is the only way that I, I can do that and so I was like you know that allowed me to move on and shift so it allowed that blood and that the, the blood of God and Jesus to flow back through my heart so that it can flow again so that I can be operating in that unconditional love so when it comes to love I just feel like that's a constant thing that I'm always working on. And um, that's where God is like, I'm, I'm gonna test you. Whatever you learn in his word, you know, he's gonna test you to see if your heart is able to move into the next level. And so love brings me to legacy. And legacy is, you know, I have two granddaughters. I'm, I'm sorry, two grandchildren. One is a boy and one is a girl. I had to learn how to be a grandmother to my grandson because I'm used to girls. And so, you know, over the last seven years, I have learned to be vital as it relates to a grandmother in the way that I was never, never, um, you know, poured into. So those things that are important to me, which is, you know, a relationship with God, I teach my grandchildren a relationship with God, what that looks like. You know, I show them the word and we talk about the word, even in their young youngness, because they love to have conversations. And, you know, I, I pray with them so that they can learn how to pray. And I also call them at night and say, make sure you say your prayers. And so 
for me, it's whatever is important to me, I'm going to talk to them about. I talk to them about, you know, being respectful to adults. And, you know, I want to see my legacy. When I look at legacy, I look at what I do now on earth and how I carry myself as a virtuous woman, as a grandmother, as a mother, as an author, as a businesswoman, that those are legacies that I am leaving for my grandchildren to be able to um, carry on a legacy in that area. And that's internal more so than it is external because they may never be in a salon or, you know, in my area of expertise. But what I do want is that they can look back and say, my grandmother gave us a lot as it as it relates to life and more so intangible than tangible mm-hmm. because we are in a world where it's like I want this I want that like our eyes it's the lust of the eyes everything we want and so I even you know have been challenged in those areas myself mm-hmm. um you know just thinking like I want it and I want it now but <laughs> it's all about God giving it to you when he want to give it to you. And so it reminds me to go back into what's important and those intangible things are important to me. So when, when it relates to legacy, I want my grandchildren to live out, you know, having the heart of God and, and what they saw me, how they saw me treat people, how they saw me act. Um, you know, in public, you know, how they saw me maintain myself when, you know, things weren't great and how I processed through things that were, you know, trauma and turmoil so that they can learn that. But then also that they can be the best that they can be in whatever area that they decide in being in and that they would never give up on themselves. So when it relates to legacy, I look at it in its entirety as it, you know, as it plays out, like I want them to be better than me. I want my daughters to be better than me. So if they reach their highest potential, then my grandchildren will reach their highest potential. And even like, you know, when you're looking at generational behaviors and curses that we have dealt with in families, you know, in our family. If I could deal with those demons and behaviors that my mother didn't deal with, if I can deal with them, then my daughters don't have to deal with them. And then if they deal with theirs, then my our grandchildren won't have to deal with them. So, you know, legacy is very important to me as it relates to my grandchildren watching me as they're looking up to me just like I look up to God like I have that relationship with God and that I have a relationship with um you know our pastor so these areas all of them are L's the four L's (laughs) are very important and I live out these L's every day in my life so so, you know, one of the things, I mean, as you were just talking, so many things were coming to mind in each section. 
And I wanted to go back to something that you talked about in the love um, as it relates to love. I believe that, you know, as God, you know, strengthens us and teaches us how to love, it impacts every areas, every area of our lives, even in business. One of the things that I have learned, um, you know, and, and it has been a very hard lesson is that, you know, oftentimes when we struggle um, with, when we struggle with love, um, a lot of it has to do with us focusing on ourselves and not on the people around us, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that the Lord would deal with me all the time is humility and the mm -hmm. importance of humility. Um, you know, I can say in marriage, um, for me, I have, you know, when I got married at a young age, I was a fighter. So yeah. for me, fighting and and um, the anger that I had towards men or, or whatever it was, that came out even though I was saved and even mm -hmm. though I was growing in the Lord. And one mm -hmm. of the things that the Lord had to deal with me about is just my humility and how I need to recognize that things are much bigger than me. And I think even in leadership, um, you know, running organizations and supervising people and all of those things, sometimes we take things too personal and we yeah. make it about us when it's really about someone else's journey. And, and so as you were talking about that growth process and that evolving process, you know, that's really what it's about because as leaders, you know, and when we have the responsibility of leading people and when we have the responsibility of imparting and influencing, there's going to come pain with that. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. is what it is. And so the equipping is just that, you know, the equipping is helping us to humble ourselves enough to understand that everything ain't about us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like sometimes it's it's about something much bigger than us and you know and and for me that was a hard lesson especially when you pour and you pour and you pour and then you know something happens and you're like why this and why that and you know you mm -hmm. start saying stuff you know yes. like and and every time and now i'm in a place in my life where every time I get ready to think or say something, the Lord says, that's my business. And sometimes we have to get to that place where we recognize what we should contend with and what God is saying, I got, don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Stop it personal. You know, whether that is in marriage, whether that is in business relationships. And so, you know, I, I mean, it's just, I, I love how that just kind of flared up as you talked about what you talked about. And then the other part is just the legacy. Yeah. You, you know, really, um, you know, identify not only legacy with your children and your children's children, but also those that are coming be behind you. And that's awesome. I mean, you know, when we are dedicated at pouring out and just for the rest of our lives, just pouring yeah. out, you know, that is an act. Not only is it an act of humility, but it's also us being glory carriers and really standing as gods on earth, you know, being able yeah. to birth and create 
and 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 really help other people birth and create and so you know those things are, are awesome and then you talked about boundaries now tell us how tell us how we can establish healthy boundaries when it comes to personal and business <sighs> healthy boundaries as it be as it relates to personal and business now, um I, I believe that, you know, because a, a lot of times I feel like it, it can spill over into, they spill over into one another. And, you know, when, when you don't realize how important it is to keep them separate, you know, because as a leader, you know, you have to remain, like keep that level of, of, of a boundary you know, up because you're you're you you are operating in three different you know places where I mean two different places where the person has to respect you enough to look up to you, and the person has to feel valued enough to take what you are giving them to help them to become better. And so I feel like that there are those two levels, you know, the respect and value when that comes in within that relationship is when you know y'all can laugh and joke you know on a family level and have fun but then when it's time to you know have your performance reviews and for you to be able to sit down and you know remind that person and talk to them from a place of just giving them, you know, the tools that they need, the instructions and, and everything that they need to grow and to, you know, criticize them, you know, as it relates to constructive criticism. You know, you have to have a boundary or boundaries in place to be able to do that, you know? And so sometimes you can feel when it's shifting. Yeah. when you are in tune to you know what's happening around you and so you know you have to act as a leader whereas though you have to be soft enough so that they won't feel like you're hammering them down and then you have to be stern enough where they hear that you need them to get to this point in order for them to grow. And one of the things that I do, I always, you know, ask people, what what are your goals? Write them down and give them to me. And so that removes me from holding them accountable to what I want them to have. You know, it, it actually puts things back into perspective for me to say, this is what you said. You said you wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And in order for you to do that, here are the things that I gave you to be able to get to those things. And then ask them, what have you done to get there? And so for me, I feel like it removes me out of it altogether because all I'm doing is helping you to see what you wanted, what, you, what you're doing, the actions that you have to put those things in place and where you are and so when you create that healthy boundary you know 
the people that you are leading are able to continuously look up to you in that way and not feel, you know, some kind of way because they feel like you don't value them. Yeah. And so, you know, it that's that's where it goes back to, you know, healthy confrontation because you gotta have it when it comes to business. Yeah. When people aren't doing when when people are affecting your business or infecting your business because of the what they don't know, then you have to properly, you know, manage them and teach them so that y'all can continue to live the culture and become um, on one accord and in unison of what the company is supposed to, you know, value, uh, stand, stand true to the core values and the culture of that company. And so as a leader, it, it's a hard place to be in sometimes, but, you know, I found that that is the way that helps me to be able to remove myself out of it. And then constantly looking at, do this person feel valued in a relationship right now? And so I have to check myself as a leader, looking from every quarter to see, what did I give them this month? You know, what are they doing? What do they feel like they did not get? And if I don't know, then I'll do a a call in a minute to find out, is it something that we can help you with to move you from where you are? And so they are steps that we use as a regular basis as a leader um, in business to try to help, you know, manage those healthy boundaries inside of, you know, our business. Awesome. Awesome. All of these things, when you think about lifestyle, you know, they hit every aspect of your life. And that's one of the things that you know, it's really common as I hear you speaking, this is what you live. This is, these are your daily, your daily mandates. These are things that, you know, you have set an intention um, on doing and being, um, which I think is, is amazing and honorable. You know, I thought about when you, when you started and you talked about Um, you know, looking at the different aspects of your life as it relates to leadership, your ministry assignment, you know, and then you talked about your life and then your mission, your purpose in life. So all of these areas, you know, leadership flows in and you see yourself as that, as a servant leader that pours out. And I believe this is the epitome of the triple G life. And when God gave me this, this is what he gave me this for. Um, You know, when I think about the the idea or the concept of grind, when, you know, I'd spoken with someone uh, maybe a year or so ago and they Mm -hmm. told them, they, they said to me, they said, you know, that God had given them a revelation about grind. Mm-hmm. What he was saying is that grind is not necessarily of God. And he was saying that, um, you know, grind is speaking um, of us working and working these long hours and, and you know, killing ourselves to make a dollar or, you know, to make um, or to do whatever it is that we're in pursuit in. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I said to that is, if that is the way that a person looks at grind, then they're missing it. And they're yes. missing 
everything about God's word and keep because not only is faith without works yes right we gotta work that thing but you just Mm -hmm. described a whole life of evolving and how you had to put balance in place you had to put boundaries in place to ensure that you show up in every aspect of your life which means that you're evolving and you grow and you're growing and that is the concept of grind grind has everything to do with us digging in because we can work 18 hours a day we can work 20 hours a day and don't go nowhere yeah (laughs) yeah nowhere fast and go nowhere fast and we can work hard in these relationships and still not change right so (laughs) so at the end of the day when people think of triple g living god goes and grind although many of us have our own perspectives of what crime means it is essential that you understand, you know, or that the listener understands that grind as it relates to kingdom has everything to do with being committed, being mm-hmm. committed. What is it that you said? Um, one of the things that you said, um, Danny, is I'll, I'll die trying. Yes. Okay, let's talk about grind. That's grind, that's grind, yeah. right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're working internally and externally, yeah. right? Yeah. To become, to yeah. become. And so what do you say to that? I, I, I'm with you. You know, it is a word, because I've heard somebody say it too on a live, like, you know, I don't want to do that. That's working like, you know, the slaves and such and such. And, you know, the thing is, is that when you perceive it, like you said, God goes and grind. First of all, God comes first. You got to write the vision and make it plain. So that's where goals come in. And then grind is, like you said, faith without works is there. It's the action part. You got to focus. So to me, grind means not only, like you said, committed, but I'm focused. I'm not looking to the left of me and to the right of me. I'm looking up up to the hills from which come with my help. And I'm also looking forward because that's where I'm trying to drive this car or drive this life to, you know, that forward mark, that purpose. And so for me, when I look at it, that's what it means. It means that I'm focused on you know, what God said that I need to do in this season, because you constantly have to, you know, connect with him and hear him. And so when you're focused and you're committed to the process, then you put those actions in play. And so when you put actions in play, you doing what God called you to do. And so sometimes you look up and it's been five hours, you know, because it's that important to you. Sometimes you look up and you ain't had no break in two weeks because it's that important to you. But the thing is, is that when you are focused on what's important to you, the priority of life, which is, you know, what God purposed you to do and be, then when you get, you know, to a certain point, uh, uh, three months or six months, and you look back and you see how far you have come, it's because of the grind. It's because of the grind. And 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 one thing that you another thing that you said 
and I'll and that thing stuck with me, I'll die trying because at the end of the day, we can't we always have to show up. Part of yeah. has to do with us showing up not only for God but to ourselves. Right. Showing up for ourselves and that's not always easy. That's no. not always easy to show up. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I I don't no. want to. I don't feel like it. And listen, so <laughs> definitely, definitely, it's like you don't want to. And when you realize that, you know, you're able to give my grandson before he he trained for for almost a year and a half in, a, in as a gymnast in the gym before they had their first competition. Two months before his first first competition, he constantly kept saying, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to go to practice. I'm tired. I don't want, can I do karate? Can I do something else? He was trying to get his mother to get him out of it. And one day he said, one day I asked him, I was like, why? Why would you want to stop doing something you're great at? And he was like, I'm tired. I said, do you know, Mama has been coming to work for the same days for 24 years. I said, and Mama has been standing up doing what God told her to do for the last 24 years. And I don't feel like getting out my bed sometimes. I don't want to come to work every day. I said, but I have to because God gave it to me for, for me to do. I said, so you, you can't stop. If I can't stop, you can't stop. And that was that that goes back to legacy. I had to teach him something that was honest and authentic. And when you're not true to yourself, that you don't feel like all of this all the time. Like, okay, God, I get it. You want me to get up, but I don't feel like it. It's being honest with God and honest with yourself. And it goes back to relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and and you talked about and that showing up piece came through powerfully as you talked about how with your boundaries you take time to go out and do the things that you enjoy you take time to spend with your husband you take time to spend with your children and your grandchildren and I think that that is all um, you know that is what it's about as well because yeah. God ain't gonna give you a vision to take you away from your family he no. not gonna give you no goals and, and those goals bring division in yes. your household. That ain't yes. God, right? No, not so, at all. You know, he gives us the wisdom and the strategy, um, you know, c- to, to have it all as long as we are putting him first and first. we are growing and evolving, like you said, every single day. We yes. can have it all through God, but yeah. that mean that it's not going to take wisdom and strategy and and really showing up in order for us to have those things because you know the way you described it it's living a well-rounded life and like you said we're not perfect but at the end of the day you're evolving and you're growing while still showing up for those that you love and that's you know that's what triple g living is all about Yes, it is. And, and you know, when you say, um, you know, like you said, we're not perfect. You know, I think about, you know, right now, my husband and I are in a tested time, you know, where we, we don't want to wait no more. We like, we ready to go. And so, you know, it was like God used portions of it, you know, to, to, to basically show us like, okay, now you're worshiping the process. 
I don't want you to worship the process. Yeah. I want you to, I want want to carry you through the process. But now you're operating in your own might. You know, and I can't do nothing about it. So he give us our time to operate in our own might. And so that is, like you said, God first. If, if he's not first, or if he's not consistent, he can redirect you from you trying to do it yourself and still allowing him to walk you through the process, which is still a part of the process, mm -hmm. you know, and where and what he wants you to get, you know, while you're in the process, because that's why we're in. It. And that still speaks to Triple G living because, you know, when you have that relationship and he's first, he's always gonna redirect his children like we do as parents. Mm -hmm. When we see our when we see our kids get ready to make the wrong decision or making not making good choices or wise choices, we speak on that. You know, whether they receive it or not, but it has to be a place and a time where we hear him and say, Okay, God, I surrender my will to yours help me with it and that's where we are you know when it relates to just giving up you for that process like you said being humble and so one of the things that um came to mind was the scripture on rest when you said what you said and in hebrews 4 9 it says so there remains a full and complete rest for the people mm -hmm. of god for the one who has once entered into his rest has also rested from the weariness and pain mm. of our mm. labors, human labors, just as God rested from those labors uniquely. And it says, let us therefore make every effort to enter into that rest of God to know and experience it for ourselves so that we will not fall by following the example of disobedience. And mm. so I always go to that when it comes to that, because sometimes we are striving, right? Mm -hmm. And here we go again, when we start talking about Triple G living, this God goes and grind, it's natural for us to start striving naturally and wanting things naturally. And yes. God is like rest. Once you rest, let me show up. And so, yeah. you know, there remains a rest for the people of God. Those yes. cease from their own works. And that is something that, you know, I have, I always keep those things, keep those scriptures over me because I know how I can get. I can get in my head and start mm -hmm. trying to make stuff happen. Yes. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yes. Because you're so used to moving and doing something and you're like, oh, I could do this. Well, I could do this and I could do this. And it's like, nope, nope, nope. That's why you yes. all tied now. Cause you've been exactly. doing stuff. Cause you're not so, operating me. Absolutely. And so that rest of God is what we need in the wisdom of, you know, of our heavenly father. All these things are just, I mean, it's just powerful. This has been good. I yes, love it. Is. I love it. So, yes. before we, so before we end, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, uh, just to thank you for, you know, always 
just being you um always just you know I, I feel like you know going back to that relationship thing you know sometimes I mean not sometimes God always gives you what you want I mean what you need and you know being able to talk sometimes uh, and have conversations with people that you want to help also means you're speaking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, during those times, I appreciate it right now for, you know, what you, you know, commissioned me to do in this podcast uh, to talk about my life because it reminds me um, while we're waiting what God is doing and how important he is. And then it also reminds me as a new author um, from poverty in prison to purpose, a journey of discovering freedom. You know, it's also uh, spiritual freedom, you know, to constantly, you know, make sure you are operating under that relationship, um, under the, the what God mandated and purpose you to be and to what that looks like when you are carrying out your goals in life and so I just want to thank you for always doing that you do that sometimes through text you do that just sometimes from being you and you do that from you know your ministry and mandate that God has given you so I just want to thank you for that and thank you for the opportunity to be a part of Triple G Living. Thank you. And before we go, listen, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, your book, where we can purchase it, and also some how we can connect with you. Okay, so um, again, my book is, I'm a new author. I launched my book, From Poverty in Prison to Purpose, A Journey of Discovering Freedom in November. And so you can find it on Amazon.com. Or you can find it at www.daniellecgiddens.com. And that is Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, C. Giddens, G-I-D-D-I-N-S.com. I can be reached on all of my social handles as Danielle C. Giddens. And that is Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, and IG. And um, what I'm doing now, right now, God has commissioned me to do late night tea. You know, we talk about, you know, the tea about certain things. And, you know, so God gave me this thing to do late night tea. And late night tea is just conversations that are a little bit more detailed from the subjects that I have gone through that I talk about in my book, you know. And so what I wanted to do was what I feel God wanted me to do was take those things that I had journeyed through those traumas and bring them into real life living for people and show them what those conversations look like you know show them how that journey that freedom journey what that looks like and how you free yourself and so I do that by having conversations with other people um, or I just have conversations you know with myself but it is for us to be able to help somebody to journey through and release those things that they didn't know how. And so right now, that's what I'm doing. I am going to be doing some pop-up shops um, at some bookstores as it relates to my book um, because I haven't had another book signing. So 
I'll be doing that this upcoming spring. And so I'm just excited about all of the things that God has given me to do as it relates to this ministry, this new ministry and helping other people to live authentically and to discover freedom and um, self-worth and value. And your salon and day spa? Yes, yes, yes. So I'll be forgetting about that. <laughs> but the wonderful thing is I have a partner and, you know, it, it took a long time for me to give up the reins of all of the control with the business. So I'm grateful that I have a partner that is taking care of that while I work on this new baby that I have. So a virtuous touch salon and spa is actually in Owens Mills, Maryland. Um, we are in Brookside Commons. We are open Wednesday through Saturday, and we can be reached at www.avirtuoustouchsalon.com. And so we can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We do have full service, full salon services, but as it relates to the spa, we are only operating right now from an esthetician standpoint. So we do have some type of um, body, you know, different body treatments um, as it relates to a, a minimum, but we are looking to expand. And, you know, so God is just preparing us to expand, you know, our services. And then, you know, the rest is whatever, wherever he takes us, that's where we're going. Wow, Kingdom family. These last four weeks have been simply amazing. Danielle's powerful experiences and wisdom in her journey through purpose was inspiring and uplifting. She shared with us the power of self-love and love in relationships and its impact on her journey in business. Danielle shared with us tips on creating a legacy and having a lifestyle of faith and purpose. To connect with this powerful woman of God, make sure you check her out at Danielle C. Giddens on Facebook and Instagram. Danielle is also co-owner of the Virtuous Touch Hair Salon and spa in the Owings Mills, Maryland area. Check her out. Kingdom family, this is Ebony Vaughn. And as always, I say rise and shine.